You're listening to Brand to Brand, a B2B marketing show that's safe enough for work, but not safe enough to be on the radio. With your host, Thomas Sterling. Hey, everybody. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about disruption in the market. We'll take a look at Ford and Tesla to help you rethink your brand's approach to change and innovation. All right, buckle up. Let's hit the gas. What's up, everyone? Back in the studio once again, I'm joined by my killer co-host, Veronica Saints here. Veronica, how are you today? I'm wonderful. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. We're talking about disruption. What does disruption mean to you in this context? Radical change. It is going zero to 60, car pun, uh, typically due to some (laughs) sort of technological innovation or a unique or novel way of doing something. Uh, disruption shakes the playing field and you either want to be that earthquake or you're going to be getting rocked by an aftershock. There you go. That's right. And in this case, a lot of brands sometimes struggle with disruption because they get so focused on delivering in the day-to-day. They don't think about their competitor set. They don't think about what others are doing in their industry. And so they miss out on opportunity. And with that, let's get into it. Uh, Let's get her. All right, we got Ford and Tesla. I'm going to take Ford. Found on Road Dead. I love it. (laughs) Wow, shots fired immediately. (laughs) Ford is discussed a lot in business, of course, um, because... Uh, Henry Ford was like an OG disruptor. Oh, absolutely. Uh, he completely discovered that the way that we people were assembling cars was flawed. It didn't make any sense. And he had a big picture vision for how he could change the future. He did. In 1893, Henry Ford, mini, mini history lesson, uh, Henry Ford built his first small one-cylinder gasoline engine model. And this journey led him to develop the first line of affordable cars with the Model T. This actually went beyond, like, I'm going to create this great thing that people are going to use. It actually, like, he's credited with partially creating the middle class in America. I mean, he had a broad vision. He saw that in order for him to be successful, he he could create a, a vehicle to create cars faster than anybody else. But then in order to do so, you need to have a customer base on the other side to actually purchase said cars. And so he realized if he paid his team really well, that he'd be creating a, a whole new market for those cars. It was... It's it's a it's unbelievable. Yeah, he disrupted a, a lot of things, not just the fact that now we had a car that people could use, a car people could drive. He is credited for also like using assembly lines, really getting that going. As you just said, like this idea of like paying your workers a little wage. Like, well, I think to to to, to stretch the analogy here, just like he created a new way to build cars, and then he created a customer base to buy said cars. Yes. Tesla has come in and created automobiles that rely on electricity and then they have gone out and created the electrical grid and the systems the charging stations the infrastructure needed in order to support this electronic future right but and it's so interesting that well without ford uh tesla probably wouldn't have happened like he had to pave the road Wow, we're going to have so many car puns. I apologize (laughs) already. Uh, But it's interesting because Henry Ford's whole vision was built around car for the masses, Mm -hmm. where Tesla is kind of created almost like an elite club that for someone to be a part of. But their grand vision is much larger than that. I mean, if you I, I think what you're touching on is that 
as a brand, people think of Tesla synonymously as expensive. But if you actually look, I mean, their base uh, car offerings, if you look at the Model 3, it starts at like $35,000. Yeah, I didn't know that. So Tesla, when you think about Tesla, who do you think about? Who comes to mind? Elon Musk. Yeah, and a lot of people think of Elon Musk as the founder of Tesla. He certainly labels himself as such. But Tesla was actually founded by Martin Eberhard and Mark Tarpening, two gentlemen that saw a bold vision, realized that the electric car movement was the future, uh, analyzed and did a lot of... Let's let's actually play a little bit of a clip that we have here from an uh, interview that they did with uh, CNBC. There are a lot of people who don't realize you two started the company. How do you respond to people who think that Elon is the creator of Tesla? Well, I mean, this, this is one of the things that I found kind of kind of uh, fascinating about him is that you know he's actually accomplished some amazing things he's, in his own right. I he's, think. he's totally amazing. Yeah, SpaceX is amazing, and you know he's done some interesting things with Tesla for sure. I'm not sure why he has to also say that he was a founder when he wasn't. I don't understand that. <laughs> well, <so>. yeah, whatever. <laughs> Ooh. Elon, I hope you're not listening. (laughs) What is the right technology if it's not going to be uh, a gasoline-powered car? Well, so I I wound up doing the math. I wound up uh, calculating the well-to-wheel energy efficiency of every kind of transportation I could think of. Of course, fuel cells, gasoline, diesel, um, biofuels, uh, electric cars. Electric cars, where the electricity is made from coal, where it's made from natural gas, where it's made from oil. And it was a surprise to both of us that every which way I did the numbers, the electric cars were a lot better than everything else. Before I had thought, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop it there. But I think the the amazing story here is there's a rich history there of uh, startup culture of partnerships. If we think about car manufacturers, the landscape is is uh, has not changed much. It has not been disrupted enough. It has not been <laughs> disrupted enough. I mean, you've seen some brands like DeLorean that came and went. Uh, but arguably, in the last 100 years, how many new automakers have been launched? Very few. Mm. Very few. You see two founders that see a vision for the future, and they see no one else in the market that's doing it. Sorry, Ford. And they decide to attack it and go after it. So you... Let me hear your challenge. Let's hear what you got for Ford. Do you not agree that without Ford, Tesla probably couldn't wouldn't exist right now? But they have to innovate with the times or they will get left behind. And we're seeing them do that with the Lightning, the uh, F-150 fully electric pickup called the Lightning. Their website had a countdown. It was expected with a mid-2022 arrival. So it's interesting. Like, in, in essence, Ford led Tesla to be able to now create these cars in this new way, disrupting the marketplace once again. So it was a disruption that led to this aftershock, which I also like because that's an electricity pun. <laughs> I'm really full of dad jokes today, everybody. I apologize. <laughs> Thank you. I deserve that. <laughs> um, but now again, we're seeing Ford lean in, see what the competition is doing, which is Tesla. The market's now understanding this is competition and starting to now invest in their own line of electric vehicles. Uh, Henry Ford is known for having so many fantastic quotes, but one of his that I think really speaks to disruption in general and innovation and change um, is all about the resistance that some of these great thinkers, some of these great companies have. And that quote is, when everything seems to be going against you, Remember that the airplane takes off against the wind, not with it. And I think that's a key component of understanding a, a disruption is there won't be there will be early adopters, but for the most part, 
People are going to think you're crazy until they see the genius. He had a bold vision that was way beyond his peers. And you are right. We can credit him for basically, in many ways, kind of creating this mass production automotive industry. He did not invent mass production. Industrial Revolution was already happening, but he was the first person to apply it to this industry, and he should be credited for creating the industry. That said, if I'm pushing here, I would say that Tesla, its founders, Elon Musk, whoever, did not come up with the idea of electric vehicles. That song and dance had been played out in the past. Electric motors are unbelievably efficient with electric It's a completely different experience. You have torque and power instantly, and you could imagine how effective and powerful that would be in an F-150. It's a radically different experience. They are fun to drive. They're efficient. There's really no good reason why we wouldn't have uh, used them before, and yet, you know, to pick on another brand, if we think about General Motors, General Motors launched the EV1 in the 90s, and then what? They recalled them? They killed the electric kicking and car. Screaming, kicking were- <laughs> and screaming from people that beloved these EV1s. Yeah, they were. It's like the scene in Game of Thrones where everybody <laughs> stabs Jon Snow. General Motors was one of the holding one of those knives. Though that movie, Who Killed the Electric uh, Car, the documentary, uh, claims that there were some other people holding knives as well. Uh, it was a group effort in taking down the electric car, but that is so fascinating. Um, and I think we have a clip from Who Killed the Electric Car just to bring some drama to this story. Some might say that to be here gathered today to mourn the loss of a car would be going too far. In 1996, electric cars began to appear on roads all over California. They were quiet and fast, produced no exhaust, and ran without gasoline. 10 years later, these futuristic cars were almost entirely gone. And obviously that's a clip from Who Killed the Electric Car? Directed by Chris Payne. And he actually has a sequel, which is The Revenge of the Electric Car, which talks about all of these great advances, Tesla not being the only one to come out with these great electronic vehicles. But And he's in that, uh, he Elon. Mm-hmm. It's funny I say he, just like Elon Musk is so synonymous with Tesla. We just Isn't that so funny? <laughs> He's done a great job building a business and putting it on a national grand scale. And I think also it would be amiss for us to just dis- not address all of the ways that a brand like Tesla is disrupting the industry. But it's the entire experience for Tesla that I have sort of fallen in love with doing a research for this episode. Prior to this... I did a test drive of two Tesla vehicles. I went into one of their showrooms. I went to their website and kind of captured what the pre-order experience is. And and I did the same for Ford. You did research on my I did. I peeked over the fence. I had to see what was on the other side. I should have test drove. We should have had (laughs) GoPros on or like the little like, uh, like hidden camera in the middle of like a flower pinned to our shirt. But getting back to that, it's... The experience that they put out there for Tesla. I didn't get a chance to complete the pathway to test drive, right? And they called. Mm. They confirmed. It was very easy. They sent me an email with 
a tutorial on some basics because driving a Tesla is a little different than driving other cars. And then a little questionnaire or, or a disclosure I had to fill out. The entire process, by the time I got to the dealership or the showroom to actually test drive it, I was fully ready. They had photos of my license, everything. There was no wasted time. I was not locked in a room with a salesperson. They handed me the keys. They let me go. They didn't even go with me. Oh, they released you. They released me. I was wow. out in the wild with a Tesla. It was phenomenal. And then I brought that one back and they said, do you want to try another one? And I said, yes, <laughs> <laughs> give me the keys. Let's do this. Have you thought about a recent experience that maybe you've had in a dealership or a similar situation yes. with a Ford or yes. a, a, a similar product? Not with a Ford, but going to a dealership when I bought my last car, which I will not say on the air, but is so reliable. It has not failed me <laughs> in years. Uh, the sales guy, while we were about to walk in to talk about pricing, was bragging about how much money he made. Mm, that's nice. And then was that's like very know. firm on the price. I negotiated because that's what I was there to do. But it was very, it was just a gross experience. And then they passed me off to the finance guy. I did get hoodwinked on maybe getting some extended <laughs> warranties I did not need. But I realized after... What just happened? And I went back and signed to cancel them, like the tire warranty. Oh, who needs that? No, nobody uh, does. So it was it was gross. It wasn't good. And then hearing about your Tesla experience, I'm like, it okay, was, you know what? This is like when Uber came along and disrupted the ride sharing or car service space, I and was, cabs were pissed. I was preemptively like, okay, I'm gonna go in there. I'm 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 not gonna stick around. I have to be in and out quick. And I was prepared for them to renegotiate with me and say, now that you're here, let's sit in this room for a little while and talk about which style and which which kind that you want and what sort of extra features that you want. In addition to that, Tesla's also limited the amount of add-ons or other things. It's super straightforward. Mm. And when you want to pre-order your car, you literally just fill out a form, put a credit card in, pay a really small nominal amount, and you're in line. You're good to go. And I thought the lead times for Tesla's was going to be outrageous. It's six weeks now. Six weeks on some of their brand new models. Crazy. You, you brought up a, a great quote from Mr. Ford. But I think another probably even more well-known quote was, if you ask the people what they wanted, they would have said faster horses. Yeah, sometimes the market doesn't know what they want or need, and it takes a visionary to see that for them. It's a beautiful thing. And in many ways, he was able to distill down what people thought they wanted and what he knew to be possible. And as an innovator and a disruptor, that's an important quality to possess. And in many ways, both of these brands have done that at one point or another in their brand development. I can't think of Ford now as a disruptor, right? But when they first launched and created this industry in many ways, and then were joined by the Dodge brothers and he others. He was a disruptor, but he also didn't invent a gasoline engine. And neither has Tesla. Exactly. One man's trash is another man's treasure. Come on. You're just throwing out lots of these. <laughs> <laughs> I've been told I'm a walking dad joke, so <laughs> I'll take it. And for listeners that are thinking about this, obviously sometimes disruption can start small. It can be big. Um, and it's not necessarily simply just matching and mirroring what others are doing. Sometimes it's finding a new approach to the same thing. I know Nikola Tesla, who is the namesake for Tesla, they just discovered one of Tesla's inventions from over 100 years ago, a valve. 
that they're now thinking, based off of how it was being used and how it was patented, has applications in very specific use cases. Sadly, not in the type of electric motors that the Tesla auto group is using, but in a variety of other different things. And it had been patented and and forgotten. People didn't necessarily know what it would even have been used for, but they're finding that it's extraordinarily useful in uh, situations where there's tremendous vibration. Like an earthquake. Like an earthquake (laughs) of disruption. And now for something completely different. So we've talked a lot about disruption in the market, right? So how do we make this actionable for the chief marketing officer, the CEO, the person listening on the other end of this? Well, I think first thing I would say is conduct a little bit of secret shopping. See what other people are doing in the marketplace. Take a walk in your customer's shoes. You know, if that's that's too high level, breaking that down a little bit further, that might be... Taking 20 minutes, visiting a few competitors' websites, and taking a keen eye at how they present themselves, what functionality they're utilizing to enhance their customer experience, and what that pathway to purchase looks like. Is there a live chat? Can you do the entire process online? Do you have to stop and connect with somebody? Next, talk to your team. You've got some bright minds around you. Sometimes the biggest advances are hiding in plain sight. And if you don't ask, they won't tell. You should have an ask-tell ask, policy. Ask-tell policy, that's right. And then last, pull your process apart. Take a fresh look at how you've been doing things. For those who've thought about lean management, sometimes the best ideas are hiding in plain sight. And to make that actionable, Develop a one-page process document for everything that your business does, something that's easy to understand and evaluate. Cross out anything that seems unnecessary or wasteful. Establish where your customer touch points are and where there are gaps. In every process, there's room for improvement. And applying what you learned in secret shopping, applying what you learned from talking to your team, maybe some newcomers to the team that have fresh eyes, can be hugely impactful so you don't get disrupted be the disruptor be the earthquake don't get don't get rocked by an aftershock so if we wanted you to take anything away from this episode it's that tom loves tesla and veronica has a (laughs) overly reliable vehicle that's pretty old Get that thing off the road. (laughs) No, we want you to pay attention to the competition. They might be able to see an iceberg or a pot of gold at the end of a rainbow or a double rainbow before you do. So don't assume that they're crazy. Also, rethink what you know. We sometimes like to offer book recommendations. One that I will offer up right now is Think Again by the social psychologist Adam Grant. It's the power of knowing what you don't know. If you are a CMO or a CEO or you're kicking ass at your job, you might have a little bit of ego, which is good to get the job done, but that can be your own worst enemy because it means- check yourself. Yes. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. That's a professional recommendation. And then the last thing is get everybody on board. Innovation and change isn't everyone's cup of tea. It's uncomfortable and can be met with resistance. If you're planning to disrupt your way of thinking or doing something, you need to make sure you have buy-in from your core team. 
They're the ones that are going to help you get this done. And with that, we're out, folks. Thanks so much for listening to Brand to Brand. If you like what you heard, hit the subscribe button, leave us a review, and don't keep us a secret. Tell your friends. Yeah.